Proactive HR Podcast, where we cover real-life, practical questions around talent acquisition, recruiting, compensation planning, HR compliance, leadership and professional development, workforce planning, and organizational culture. Boy, that is a mouthful, isn't it? Well, you know, all of these people operation topics create the Proactive HR Operating System that help businesses make sure that, well, that Mondays don't suck. So let's get into this week's question. So a growing consulting firm with approximately 15 employees is interested in implementing a performance management strategy into their business. Now, this business has been around for a few years. Uh, they've grown very quickly. So uh, they haven't felt the need to put, put a performance management system in place. Um, but they know as they're growing and they're adding employees and you know, before they know it, they're going to have 25 and 30 and then 40. They realize that if they don't put that in now and add that into part of their culture, it's going to be much more difficult to do down the road. So we're going to help them design that program and support that implementation. So let's talk today about those best practices and things to consider when rolling out a performance management program. So a survey by Watson Wyatt showed that only three out of 10 employees agree that when their company's performance management system established clear performance goals, generated honest and open communication, or used technology to streamline the process, did they believe in a performance management program? So what this tells us is that most performance management programs fall short. Uh, they sound great at the onset and then they fizzle out. And team members, both employees and supervisors and managers and leaders alike, don't believe in them. So if you're going to take the time to build a performance management system, let's build it right so that it actually has an impact. Now, we often see difficulties arise because performance management, it's a highly personal and often threatening process for both managers and employees. I mean, let's face it. Managers are going to be reluctant to provide feedback, and they're, going to, they're not going to want to have those honest conversations that they deem to be difficult. Um, they're going to have concerns that that employee is going to get mad at them. And again, at the end of the day, it's their responsibility to make sure that things are getting done. And if they have alienated or frustrated one of their team members, things may not go so well. <coughs> Excuse me. Many employees also feel that their managers are unskilled and ineffective at discussing their performance and even more ineffective at coaching them. So this, at the end of the day, we see that this leads to more managers and employees viewing performance management as a necessary evil, and they do everything they can to avoid it. So let's do everything we can to ensure that your organization does not fall into that category of sweeping performance management under the rug. And in fact, let's work on evolving performance management into performance enablement. So what are the possible outcomes from an effective performance management system? Well, we've got seven different possible outcomes that you will see. So first, you're going to clarify those job responsibilities and mutual expectations. At the end of the day, when everybody starts a new job, they, they you know, get that job description. And hopefully, if you've done a proper job of recruiting, they have reviewed that job description with you well before accepting the job. So there's no confusion at the date of onboarding. But what we know happens is three months, six months, nine months, a year into the job, new tasks comes on to that person's plate, new responsibilities, things evolve. And all of a sudden, sometimes that job description that they started, they're only doing 50% of it or many more things have been added on to it. So it's always a good idea to sit down and review that initial job description as a baseline and just make sure that everybody's in agreement. Yes, this is still my role or no, these additional things have been added on or no, I don't do this part anymore. Right. So clarifying that more than once is uh, very beneficial. Second possible outcome that you're going to get is enhancing individual and group productivity. Right. If you are clarifying expectations, you are going to watch the productivity and your your uh, results increase. 
Okay, you're going to be able to develop your team's capabilities to their fullest extent because you're giving them extensive feedback and coaching, right? So people respond well to coaching. And if they take that coaching and utilize it and implement, implement, implement that coaching, you're going to watch them develop. Okay, the other benefit you're going to get from this is you're going to drive awareness to align the organizational core values, goals, and strategies, right? Getting everybody rowing in the same direction is the only way you're going to, organization's going to hit its goals. You're going to establish a basis for making fact-based human capital decisions. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody likes getting a decision made that's based on all emotion. Yes, there's always going to be a little bit of emotion into our business. At the end of the day, you know, we're human, okay? You cannot operate in such a function saying, I'm never going to have emotion in my decision. The key is knowing how to manage those emotions and make sure that you're utilizing facts to govern everything. Um, you're going to establish a basis for making... Oh, we actually, we already covered that one. Improving communication between employees and managers. If your managers and team members are having constant feedback and coaching conversations, you're going to watch their relationships improve and develop. The more they're talking, the stronger that relationship should develop, should come over time. Then you're going to establish professional development programs and career trajectories for your team, right? If you're, if you're providing coaching and feedback and you are actively involved in your team members' success, you'll be able to help identify with them where their career trajectory can go and where you might be able to bring some professional training in to help upskill them. So at the end of the day, I mean, there is no one type of performance management program or set of objectives that is best suited for all organizations. There is no cookie cutter. Okay, the strategy of a performance management program should be determined by the needs of your organization, the culture, and then, of course, the short, mid, and long-term goals. So effective performance management systems have well-articulated processes for accomplishing the evaluation activities and define all the roles and timelines for both the managers and the employees. So where that performance management system is used as a goalpost for compensation, it is even more important that that program is fair and equitable across the board. If that process is not deemed fair and equitable, you're not going to have buy-in, nobody's going to believe in it, and it's going to get swept under the rug. So what does a typical performance management process look like? Well, we've outlined five steps. So step one is going to be your performance planning, right? This is a strategic part of the process where you map out the organization's strategies, goals, and purpose of that performance management program. This is where you need to sit, step back and ask yourself why. Why are we launching this now? Has there been a black swan event in our business? Are we seeing there's problems with the team and, and accountability? Um, are we doing it to be proactive because we realize we're growing and that we should build this in now? So make sure you're very clear on your reasons for wanting to do it. Number two, develop that ongoing feedback system. Right? How are you going to provide that ongoing coaching and feedback? What does that look like? Formal, informal meetings, hybrid of both. Step three, garner your team members' input. Don't build a program without including them in it. At the end of the day, it's their workplace. Okay, Get their input, find out what they expect from it, and make sure they have a voice. Step four, design the performance standards and evaluation. So you will absolutely want some type of document, especially if you plan on using performance reviews and performance enablement as part of your uh, fact-based decision-making for merit raises, promotions, etc. So you are going to want some type of document that's going to capture the formal reviews. And then step five is implement the review process itself. All right, so let's get into more into details of each of these steps. So performance planning. So when you start asking yourself why you're going to launch the program, you want to ask, well, what are our desired outcomes? What do we want to achieve out of this as an organization? And what do the employees want to achieve out of this? 
what does our starting baseline look like, right? You can't measure something and know if it's working unless you have a baseline. Where are you starting from and where are you moving to? What should the total program look like, right? From the coaching through the professional development and everything in between. What do we want the program to look like as a whole? Okay, and what are the performance goals and guidelines, right? And make sure that when you're developing the goals, and actually what, what I prefer instead of goals is deadlines, right? You establish a priority of, thing to work on and you create a deadline around it. But when doing that, make sure that those goals and deadlines are clearly defined and the end results are articulated well. And to the extent possible, make sure those goals and deadlines have a direct and obvious link to your organizational goals as well. Third, make sure that those deadlines are challenging but achievable, right? If we set goals and deadlines that are unachievable, it's not going to do any good. People are going to people are going to get frustrated and then they're they're not going to work towards it. And nobody likes to be set up to nobody likes to be set up to fail. Last goal should be set in no more than three areas, especially if you're working in 90 day increments. Right. If we set too many priorities, then everything's a priority and nothing gets done. So make sure that you choose no more than three big priorities, especially if you're working on 90 day sprints. Step two, develop that ongoing feedback system. So and this is where you can use an HRIS or other software system to help streamline that process. You know, employee engagement software can help you keep a pulse on your team's sentiment and provide and support that feedback loop. Research has shown that feedback has the most value when it's given within close proximity to the event occurring. In other words, the annual performance review is dead. I mean, that's akin to, you know, waiting until Christmas Eve to tell your kid they've been bad all year and then they're going to get coal in their stocking, right? What good is that going to do? They did something in January and now you're waiting till December to tell them. Come on. So consistent and regular coaching and feedback is the only way to make this work. So what are the best practices for providing feedback? Well, provide immediate positive coaching feedback in a private location. This is not a public conversation. This is a private conversation. Have your questions and coaching topics defined before the meeting. Know what you want to say and how you want to handle it before you go into that meeting or into that conversation if you're going to make it an informal conversation. Um, ask for your employees' views and make sure the conversation is a two-way street. Nobody likes to be lectured to for 15 or 10 or 15 minutes. Make it a conversation. Make it a two-way conversation. Be specific and be factual. Okay, It's not I think. It's not I, I, I heard. Have facts that justify the conversation. Collaboratively discuss plans for improvement. At the end of the day, if you're going to raise something that needs coaching and feedback, ask that team member to provide some insight. What do they think they can do to help drive improvement? And last, and in my opinion, very important, identify where you as the leader can contribute and support the forward-looking plan. It is your job as a leader to eliminate roadblocks and provide resources. Let me say that again. It is your job as a leader to provide resources and remove roadblocks. Didn't quite say it the same way the first time, but you get what I'm saying. Okay? It's your job to provide support and resources. All right, step three, garner that team member's input as you design the program, especially if this is a brand new program and the organization has never really had performance management before. You're going to shock the system by bringing this out and just dropping it on them. Okay, have some conversations ahead of time. Say, hey, we're going to be rolling out performance management. We would like your feedback, right? What do you expect from the program? What do you want from the program? How, do, how would you like to see this program help you? And second question you can always ask is, what do you expect from leadership? Good, solid leaders allow their team members to hold them accountable. Okay? As leaders, you should be held accountable. So find out from your team, what do they expect from you? Step four, design the performance standards and evaluation. 
And this is where you're going to design that competency model to articulate knowledge, skills, ability, and the other characteristics that are most important to that particular job's definition of success. So there's a few key areas that you can establish. And again, you need to create the framework for this based on your organizational goals and culture, et cetera. But some of the areas that you know we typically build into reviews are going to be communication, organizational know-how, personal effectiveness, teamwork, achieving business results, and accomplishments and uh, deadlines met, right? So, but build your categories around your goals and the goals of the team and the goals of your team members. So the other thing to consider is that it doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all document, meaning that you can craft these documents to be specific to department, specific to job. Um, it, again, it doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all. And also consider creating review documents based on where they're at in the organization, if they're entry-level, experienced employees, first-level managers, and so on. Again, continuing to stress, it's not going to always be, it shouldn't be one-size-fits-all. So step five, implement the performance review itself, right? This is the sitting down and having the conversations and, and doing, the, doing the work. So that is step five for you is to actually implement the review itself. So what are those advantages of establishing a performance review program? So let's just recap. Well, one, it's going to communicate key performance factors and expectations, right? Continuing to reestablish what is the baseline, what are the expectations, what are we, what point are we working from? Okay, and it creates the second thing is it's going to create fact-based conversations, right? This way, those those coaching sessions and the feedback sessions are based on fact and not conjecture. And then third, it's going to provide you with a relevant job, a relevant basis for evaluating the team and making sure that you continue to boost an equitable workplace. So in the show notes, we've included a sample performance form for you to use. Feel free to download that and use it at your organization. If you have questions about establishing a performance management program for your company, feel free to email my, your questions to proactivehr at scalocityworks.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to give us a review and a rating. It will help us a lot as we work to grow our listener base and provide you with more good content and help you build better work environments. Until next time.